At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in. It's a Friday morning here in Vegas, afternoon elsewhere on VSIN Big Bets. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles in for Dave Ross. David, an early morning today, Amal. Yeah, he did. But you know what? I'm glad you're here bright and early. I'll tell you one thing. This should be a fun show. I, I don't know why everybody in our studio between yourself, Kelly, our producer, Sean, our audio <laughs> engineer, everybody's cutting into everybody. It's like they all had Louisiana on the under and got beat on the pick six last night. All I know is, Parles, you better be on your toes today. Any missteps and you're getting ripped too. Uh-oh. Well, no, I'll be I'll be good. Well, you know, last night you, you had the under in that hey, game. That's exactly so why. Get, get beat on, on a pick six that didn't need to happen. I had the under in the NFL game. Which was a dead under at halftime. Yes, 100%. It went, went over in the end, thanks to Todd Bowles actually understanding math, which kind of caught me off guard, Amal. <laughs> these, these coaches are horrific. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right about it, though. It was uh, a, but uh, in, in the end, though, uh, Baltimore impressive last night yeah. in the second half uh, in their 27 22 win over Tampa. Uh, they cash all numbers. They were t- a two and a half point underdog uh, in that one when it closed, 46 and a half. Got the best of a number anyway. Didn't matter. Went all went over all numbers. Very impressive from the Ravens last night in that victory. Uh, Amal, just going through some headlines here before we get to uh, something called baseball. Since something called the World Series begins today, after a nice five day uh, five days of nothing from Major League Baseball, uh, Russell Wilson looks like he's going to play in London in the early game against the Jacksonville Jaguars for the Broncos. The Broncos are two and five, Amal. They're a two and a half point underdog in London against Jacksonville. Uh, Russell Wilson apparently doing high knees in the in the aisle on the plane for four hours, which uh, uh, I, I want the lie detector on that one. I'm gonna I'm calling I'm calling, uh, I'm calling uh, BS on that. Uh, but to me, I don't. Re- after watching uh, that game uh, in my haze last week uh, between the Jets and the Broncos. Unless if Russell if Russell Wilson is not a hundred percent, that offense is so anemic it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. Oh, even if he is a hundred percent, doesn't really matter at this point in time. I mean, they they have been horrific. I know you were happy your Jets got the win against the Broncos. Fortunate. But, <laughs> yeah, and, and now you go on the road here to London. You take on a Jaguars team that's reeling. I think this is a good opportunity for the Denver offense if they're going to get on track and to be able to cover a game. This would be it. I don't like the short number though below the field goal. To me, if you like Jacksonville, pretty good spot less than three. Um, they do have a ton of familiarity with playing in London. It seems like it's a second home for them. Uh, but this is a game I'm going to stay away from. I'm sure a lot of people get in on the action because I think it's 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific. Yes, uh, 9.30 Eastern time, 
here. Uh, Kelly, you going to be awake? You going to be awake? I don't know. It depends how many drinks I have the night before, probably. So you might be, you might be actually, you know, you might be awake from the night before. Might, so. Yeah, might be in the might be wrapping up in the poker room <laughs> next to a ball. Who knows? Uh, two and a half point line right now. Low, low total. Uh, kind of the theme of the week this week in the NFL. Lower yeah. totals yet again. 40 and a half across the pond between the Jags and the Broncos. Other Broncos news. Uh, Ralph Vicanio of Fox Sports reporting that the Giants have a Particular interest in Jerry Judy. Giants yesterday traded Kadarius Toney yeah. for a conditional third-round pick and a fifth-round, or excuse me, a sixth-round pick to Kansas City. Again, this is going to kind of be silly silly days because the trade deadline is next Tuesday. Uh, Jordan Schultz reporting that teams are calling about Antonio Gibson. Go ahead. I don't think that really helps you unless if you have a big-time needed running back at this point. Uh, but, again, it's kind of that silly season right now in the trade deadline of all. Uh, because the next week, of course, the deadline comes. Yeah, you know, look, I love the addition of Kadarius Toney to the Chiefs. I think the way that they utilize their perimeter players, they'll do extremely well there. You mentioned Jerry Judy potentially going to the New York Giants. Um, I, I don't, you know, to me, I think Judy is a guy who's got potential. But at some point in time, we should have seen something from him that says to you, this is a guy you want to go acquire with a quarterback like Daniel Jones. I don't know if Daniel Jones is a guy that can maximize Jerry Judy's potential either. I think he go he trades one problem in Denver for another problem in New York. And I think if you're the Giants right now, you don't really need to upset the apple cart too much. I think the way things have been trending for you, Saquon's been healthy, you're doing well, defense has played well, they've been opportunistic, and at the same time, it's the second half adjustments that Brian Dayball has been able to make. They've been better than anybody in the league in terms of what they've done coming from behind. Giants, of course, a three-point underdog this week in Seattle, as we all expected. One of the biggest games of the weekend in, in week eight, the New York Giants and the Seattle Seahawks, who are currently in first place in the NFC West of all. Yeah, this is the game I absolutely thought would be the marquee game on Sunday coming into the season. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but you you got to give the Seahawks credit. They have played extremely well. Giants are off to a phenomenal start. Did not see this coming at all with them because I thought Daniel Jones held them back. And, you know, I, I think Bill Parcells used to say this all the time. You are what your record is, and you have mm -hmm. to give this team credit for finding ways to win games. I'm not picking on Sean over here, but his Raiders have struggled. They've lost four games in tight situations. They could have won all those games, and the Giants have been able to deliver in those situations where the Raiders haven't. So I think how a team performs, the ability to close out games is important. There, there's just something to be said for from a betting standpoint of teams knowing how to win. And I'm not saying just based on the start of the season that the Giants all of a sudden are winners, but they've at least done it so far. Brian Dable, currently the second favorite in Coach of the Year markets, only Nick Sirianni shorter. Pete Carroll can be had as high as 25-1, to 1, which if Seattle somehow wins that division, I'm going to have a darn good chance of getting there in the end of this season with that. Also, two quick other notes on the Bucs. Uh, not football-related, but Tom Brady and Giselle are done. If you had the if you had the over 13 and a half years, sorry you didn't get there on, uh, on that marriage. And then Shaq Barrett, uh, more than likely a torn Achilles. Not officially there yet, but it's trending that direction on Barrett. Uh, so the Bucks, who are now 3-5, and five, now going to be without their best pass rusher as well for the season. Uh, just really just a brutal three-week stretch for the Bucks after they seemingly had got it right with that win in division against the Falcons. All right, Amal, let's, uh, let's get to a sport that we haven't seen in a few days. Yeah. Game 1 World Series, Houston and Philadelphia – we expected Houston to be there basically the whole year, uh, the short shot in the AL for most of it, even with that hot start for the Yankees. Astros never really creeped above 4-1 to one to get out of the AL. They are 7-0 and oh in this postseason, sweeping through Seattle and the Yankees. The Phillies fire Joe Girardi in early June. Robbie Thompson takes over. The Phillies have, a two, have two great months, struggle in September, but got hot at the right time, winning uh, the, the wild card series against the Cardinals, two games to love. 3-1 over Atlanta, 4-1 over the Padres in the NLCS, and here they are, the Philadelphia Phillies, the sixth seed in the NL, a team that finished 14 games behind both the Mets and the Braves in the NL East in the regular season, are here in the fall classic. Game one tonight, Verlander against Nola, the Astros minus 160 them all. Yeah, I think when you look at this one from a series price, um, in terms of the game, I would agree with it with Verlander going against, and Nola's going to pitch here for the Phillies mm -hmm. in this game. Uh, but to me, from a series price standpoint, I think it's a little bit high. I think Philly's very dangerous, even if they lose the first game. I love the pitching change that they made. It was expected that Zach Wheeler would go. 
But they're going to go with Wheeler in game two. And the reason why I like that, Jeff, is if Houston wins game number one, you're coming back with your best pitcher in game two. You also have a slightly favorable matchup, even though I think Framber's been the better pitcher than Verlander down the stretch. Um, you still feel more confident. And if you win game one with Nola, now nah, you talk about a great scenario. You've got Wheeler going. You win that game, and then you're going back to Philly. Even if you so you're you're in a great position in terms of how they made this move. I, I love what they did here because the pitchers nowadays will not go three games in the World Series. Usually, you're going to get two at best, and so you're looking at a potential game six, maybe a game seven for Wheeler at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The Astros minus one eighty five, plus one sixty on Philadelphia to win the Fall Classic right now, and also two also. I think Wheeler, they feel more comfortable with Wheeler pitching in, in in that ballpark as well with that short porch right. in left field two times, which is what it would end up being uh, as well. And, and look, I'm with you. Wheeler's your best guy, but Aaron Nola's pretty darn good as well. So you're not really having much of a drop-off, and you still, you're still you not punting on this game by throwing Nola either. No, exactly right. I mean, this guy's very capable. I will say this, though. Um, where Philly benefited from this time off is the bullpen getting the opportunity to be able to rest and recover. You're going to have a healthy bullpen that can pitch games one and two, whatever you need them. I mean, tonight we, we'd be fortunate if Nola gets six innings if you're a Phillies backer, and then all of a sudden you turn over to the pen, they pitch well. We'll see what happens going forward. But uh, I think Philadelphia's in great shape. And then Harper's been tremendous. Not to discount what Houston's been able to do, but do you remember that series against Seattle? They had three tight games. Give them credit for finding ways to win. Uh, but this should be a very fun series. Looking forward to it. Uh, I know it might not get the marquee television ratings, but I think from a betting standpoint, there's some value on Philadelphia. But also, even if they drop game one, you can come back with them in game, uh, to win the series after game one. Um, this should be an intriguing betting series. I, I agree with you 100%. Again, you're going to get two good pitchers as underdogs in these first two games if you like Philadelphia with Nola and Wheeler. Like you said in that Seattle series, that masterful comeback in game one, Jordan Alvarez joined Kirk Gibson as the only guy to hit a two-out, two-strike homer in the bottom of the ninth when trailing by two or more runs in a postseason game. They beat Castillo, and then that ridiculous 18-inning game that they won one nothing, and then that Yankee series, really not competitive. Even though if you ask Aaron Boone, uh, if, if the roof was closed, they would have won that series uh, four games to what? Well, you disagree? <laughs> I mean, I, there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, it was all about the roof. There's, I, I don't blame him. And frankly speaking, if I'm Aaron Boone, you know, I'm trying to figure out if the Yankees can muster enough, enough money, maybe get a roof in the Bronx, or do we just sit there and petition the MLB to get rid of all the domes? Uh, or, or, just, or just go all roofs, add roofs everywhere. It doesn't, doesn't matter if the design of the stadium doesn't, doesn't allow for it. Roofs everywhere. But, but don't you think in baseball it is kind of ridiculous? It's the only sport where you go play in Denver, you play in uh, Los Angeles in the NBA, the floor is the same. Yeah. You play 100 yards uh, in, the, in the NFL, right? Hockey's the, the same, same everywhere. But in baseball, you've got different dimensions. You've got to oh. navigate different things. I, I don't know. Like To me, that's a little bit peculiar. I, I wish it was uniform across the board. Uh, World Series uh, MVP odds real quick because I actually do have a wager on this, and this is the only wager I have made so far in this series I took Reese Hoskins at 20 to 1 to win the MVP of this series. It's a good bet. Uh, look, I thought that was priced wrong. I thought it should be priced around where where Altuve and Jeremy Pena are, are right now on your screen 14, 15 to 1. Hoskins 18 to 1 right now at DraftKings. There are some 20s out there. Guy who's hitting high in the order. Big NLCS for Hoskins as well. If it wasn't for Harper being Superman, he probably would have won the NLCS MVP. So 20 to 1, take a shot on that for sure with Reese Hoskins. Coming up next here on VEASAN Big Bets, we got two college games tonight and also a big slate of college football as always. We break it down next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. v Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on v the sports betting network. Get everything VEASAN has to offer for the rest of the football season for just 99 American dollars. Sign up now and get VEASAN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, including our Pro Picks daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Pro tools, like our exclusive betting splits. Pro tips, actionable betting betting insights that can up your game betting-wise, 20 of them a day. Deep dive daily betting reports on the NBA, NHL, and the World Series. Plus, our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge today. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe to get your $99 midseason special today. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. I'm Jeff Parlson for Dave Ross. I'm all shot along, alongside. I'm all, I am fully ready for college basketball because I can't wait to be able to bet on the likes of Marist and Quinnipiac again. Just to confuse the heck out of Regular, uh, re- regular people were like, "You bet on who? Nothing, nothing wrong with the Metro Atlantic. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Hey, we, had, we had a new uh, associate producer start from Quinnipiac, and I, Very I, I nice. asked him where he went to school. He said that. I'm like, I w- I've been waiting for someone to say that school n- school's name that actually went there. I didn't. I I didn't even realize that. Uh, that uh, that's good. Uh, of course, uh, Quinnipiac Bobcats with a that's tremendous true. hockey program as well uh, at the NCAA level. But uh, we'll go to a different. Uh, NCAA sport here. Let's go to football here. Amal, we have two games tonight. Let's start in Provo because this season is kind of is it is it fair to say this has turned into a, a pretty significant disappointment for BYU, especially with the way that this started out, where it looked like oh, you beat you beat Baylor, you get a crack at Oregon in week three. Maybe if you beat them, this could be a special season. And really, this thing has fallen completely off the trail. These last three weeks, losing to Notre Dame here, giving up 52 to Arkansas. And then last week, the coup de gras, getting run out of the building at Liberty last week, 41-14. Cougars are a three-point favorite tonight against ECU, who is uh, not a bad football team by any stretch of all. No, not at all. And this was a game the Cougs led 14-3 to against Liberty, and then they end up giving up 38 straight without being able to respond at all. You mentioned this uh, East Carolina team. You know, to me, they I thought they should have beaten NC State in the first week of the season. Uh, Ehlers has been very good for them. Uh, overall, I still like BYU in this game. I think they get back on track here. BYU does play a lot of Friday night games in the past. They've done well in that spot. I think getting back at home, short number, Dave, I'm sorry, Dave, uh, Jeff, <laughs> sorry. Um, you Can't know, cash the over half on that one. <laughs> The uh, So I, I think they get back on track here. I've seen three and a half in certain other spots. Right now we're seeing a three um, on Beeson.com. So I like this number. I, I would take the Cougars. The other thing is that's hurt BYU. Uh, Gunnar Romney's been out the receiver position for mm-hmm. a while. They've had injuries throughout the course of the season. I think that's hurt them a little bit. They've had injuries because uh, uh, Puka was hurt as well exactly. at the beginning of the year, even though he had a big game last week, uh, again, in a losing effort. But – uh, you and I are kind of in the same boat here. This is also a weird travel spot for ECU as yeah. well. And, yes, I got beat on this earlier in the year. I was like, wait a second, Arkansas, where they're battered and and banged up, have to go to Provo. That's a weird spot. And then Arkansas, of course, drilled BYU with that 52-point outburst. But weird travel spot for ECU. And, and looking at BYU's schedule now, if they lose tonight, yeah. 
They get a you they get a game at Boise next Saturday. Probably a coin flip game at best, I would say. Utah Tech, oh, formerly known as Dixie State, that was news to me uh, when I was looking through this yesterday. They'll win that game. And then at Stanford, a game they'll be favored in Palo Alto to win. But you lose this game, all of a sudden you then put the pressure on you to actually take care of business to make a bowl game, which is kind of unthinkable for what this BYU team looked like going into the season. And, and not only that, after you get that big win against Baylor, um, you know, and I, I get they got beat by uh, Oregon comfortably, but we've seen what the Ducks have been over the last several weeks, so give them credit. But I agree with you. I, I, I still think, though, this is a cheap price. You, you're telling me ECU is going to go on the road and win this game? Hey, if they do, you got me, no problem. But I, I like the Cougars here. BYU, one of the worst teams against the number this year, 2-6 and six yeah. against the closing spread in eight games this year. The other game tonight, oh, this is this is an Amal Shaw special, right? FIU. Hey, FIU has already, already won more games than I thought they were going to this year with a hearty three. <laughs> already against the La Tech, uh, the Bulldogs two and five uh, on the road tonight. Bulldogs six point favorites at the Panthers of FIU with a total of 57 them all. Yeah, this is an interesting spot. You mentioned Florida International. They got a good win against uh, Charlotte last week, and this is a team that has struggled. They beat New Mexico State as well this year in Bryant, but when you look at it, they haven't beat anybody that's been particularly good or strong this year. That's the one thing. Charlotte's got one win. New Mexico State's got two wins. Bryant, I'm not even going to pay attention to because they're an FCS hey, that team. That was an overtime win, too, against Bryant. The, I mean, this goes to show you, but La Tech is a seven-point road favorite almost in this one at two and five. My thing is I don't like to bet on bad teams just because you're playing a bad team. I'm going to mm-hmm. stay away from this game, but I don't have an argument if you if you sit there and say you're going to take the Bulldogs in this one, Jeff. I just can't back FIU. I know they got that win against Charlotte. The 49ers are horrific. They're 17-point dogs to Rice this weekend, so it kind of tells you what this team is uh, doing. Uh, but for me, this is a stay-away game. Kelly, did you guess the line properly on this uh, earlier in the week? No, on the I wasn't game? tossed this one. I wasn't tossed this one. Toss I'm, this just one. Think, I'm just thinking, though, Amal, this, this game reminds me of, like, high school football playing it where about halftime hits and you start making plans about what you're doing after the game already. I mean, you're down <laughs> in Miami, right? Like, these are two bad football teams. Go uh, have some fun after that, that is a great, great line. He's right. <laughs> 57 a total. La Tech, one of the best Against the number uh, going over the total, I should say. Uh, they've only gone under in one of their games this year. All right, Amal, let's get your team involved, shall we? The Buckeyes on the road, Beaver Stadium. I I wish this was a primetime game, so it would be the uh, it would have been the uh, whiteout game for Penn State. They did yeah. that last week. They destroyed Minnesota. Ohio State's a 15-and-a-half-point road favorite here with a total of 61 for the big noon kickoff game of the week. Look, I, I think Penn State is going to cover this number. I took Penn State at 15-and-a-half. I think the Buckeyes are a tremendous team, but, I, you know, the big question mark that keeps coming up with Ohio State is they haven't been challenged, and I tend to agree with that. Jeff, I don't know if their defense can play. I mean, they have played some of the most inept offenses we've seen in college football. Notre Dame is probably holding out auditions every week on campus for a quarterback. (laughs) Iowa hasn't had a quarterback since Chuck Long. I mean, when you look at these teams offensively, Arkansas State, I mean, Toledo, yeah, they put up a few points. Listen, Wisconsin's looking to get back to Russell Wilson under center. I mean, it is horrific in terms of the offenses they've played. Michigan State, the Bernie made off of this division, uh, committing fraud left and right. I mean, they had one good year thanks to Kenneth Walker. They're, they can't play. Iowa, we know they scored seven points on defense, three on offense. So tells you everything you need to know. For me, too many points right now. I think Sean Clifford and company will be more competitive than they were against Michigan. I want to see how Ohio State runs the ball against Penn State. Michigan had over 400 yards on the ground, over 500 yards total offense. Sean Clifford had one run, and you had that fluke pick six for Penn State. Mm-hmm. Michigan dominated the, that game. If Ohio State is worthy of being the number one or number two team in the country by a large margin, they should go on the road. It's not about covering, but to me, can you dominate in areas you should? Your offense should be able to move the ball, even if you wind up with a field goal or something like that, because Penn State, remember, has an elite secondary. Joey Porter Jr. is tremendous. Um, but I, I'm just not going to, uh, to me, I, I already played the Penn State. I, I'm just going to have a hard time for anyone back in the Buckeyes. I'm not saying they can't cover because they can score, but Jeff, I, I just don't like them in this spot. Amal, I, I don't know if you saw this. On SP Plus, Bill Connolly does a great job with it on, on ESPN. Iowa would have been better off punting on first down last week every single time than actually running offensive plays by the numbers. That's a great line. That's a great line, and he's right on that. I mean, absolutely right. Uh, so 54-10 last week. 
I have no play on this game. Uh, I'm all. I want to. I I don't trust James Franklin in big spots, as we know. Other than that year they won their Big Ten title, uh, it has been uh, it, it has been a few disappointments after disappointments for the most part in uh, Happy Valley. But if Ohio State is the best team in the country, like they think they are, they go there and win and cover this game. So if they if they are the best team in the country, well, so you think they're the best team in the country? I think right now them and Georgia are very close. I lean Ohio State because I trust Stroud more, more, but it's very close. Georgia's defense, though, as we know, can be the grand equalizer if that's the title game. Yeah, I, I don't – look, I've got Tennessee rated number one because of what they've accomplished, right. but I would not take Tennessee right now over Ohio State on a neutral. Right. Georgia, you mentioned their defense. I, I think they can be elite in Stetson Benton company. They showed us what they're capable of in that Oregon game. The mm-hmm. thing that concerns me, and I'm not picking on your alma mater, but when you go to Como – and you're in a life or death game. game. Yes, exactly right. Yep. You're a life or death on a Saturday night in Columbia. I mean, come on. The only thing that should be difficult in that one is just making sure you get out of out of there on the plane on time. Well, hey, look, you have to you have to take the 20 minute drive to Columbia Regional Airport. That's not the easiest <laughs> thing there, ball. But uh, no, look, I, look, I agree with you. And again, they they let Kent State hang around as well, Georgia. So uh, we'll see. I, I think. Uh, I don't mind your list that we're showing right on right on the screen right now. Based off of what everyone's accomplished this year, Tennessee does have by far the best resume in college football. And this week, we'll get to that game a little later. Yeah. A very difficult spot I on agree. the road against a good football team that uh, has underachieved at times this year because of injuries yeah. more than anything with Kentucky and Tennessee. We'll get that one a little later along with my best bet on the board as well. Steve Buchanan of DraftKings. We're going to get his thoughts on the World Series and this week in the National Football League. That's coming up next here on VEASAN Big Bets. VEASAN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of VEASAN Big Bets is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. They are surprisingly a simple way to enjoy nicotine. If you're a smoker or a dipper who's tried making a change, no one would blame you for thinking all newer nicotine products have one thing in common. They don't work. They're either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction you're looking for. But Zinn Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Unlike other forms of nicotine, Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and completely tobacco-leaf-free. It's an upper lip pouch, means you don't have to spit, and for dippers, you can throw away those spit bottles. For smokers, you might be surprised to learn that Zinn offers up one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Plus, Zinn is a low-profile enough to enjoy anywhere, anytime, might be surprised at how simple and satisfying Zinn really is. Buy Zinn online or at a store near you at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. And warning, this product contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Happy to be with you on a Friday morning here in Vegas. I'm Jeff Parlson for Dave Ross. Maul Shaw is here. Kelly Bidlin here as well here on VEASAN Big Bets. And now with us. Of DraftKings, Steve Buchanan. You really, in all honesty, Steve, where where don't we see you at this point? You're on MLB Network. <laughs> you're 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 everywhere at this point, man. It, it, it's pretty wild, and to try to like keep up with my own schedule has become a schedule itself. So it, it's it's been interesting to say the least. Oh no, look, I I, I feel you on that last part for sure. You got to keep track of the days of the week. It's a lot harder than a lot of people realize uh, on that. Steve, let's just let's just dive right in. World Series Game One tonight. Verlander and Nola, awesome pitching matchup. A series where we have a perennial favorite the whole year long getting there in Houston. And then the Phillies, who have been this roller coaster ride, get hot at the right time and are here. And to, to both me and them all, Steve, we both think the Phillies are pretty live in this series. No, I mean, and they are. And that's something that I think a lot of people are kind of jumping on here, too, as well, because, I mean, this is what has been the story of the playoffs. I mean, I'll admit, I've been. Dead wrong on the Phillies all throughout these playoffs. I had them losing against the Cardinals, had them losing against the Braves, had them losing against the Padres. Now, if you're a Phillies, excuse me, an Astros fan, you're probably not going to like to hear that I had them losing to the Astros. <laughs> that being said, that being said, this team is just on such a momentum swing right now that it's amazing. Because if you think about it too, I mean, almost a month to the date, 
we were talking about if the Phillies were even going to make the playoffs. Because remember, they were struggling to hold on to that wild card spot. The Brewers were starting to get a little bit hot at the right time. So maybe they were going to, you know, uh, grab that one spot. And now here they are playing in MLB's final dance. So it just shows how much that they've been riding this hot streak. And, you know, maybe they do it once again against the Astros. But here's the thing that I have. The Astros just have such a stellar pitching staff from top to bottom. I think that's going to be very difficult to come overcome when all is said and done. So that's why I'm giving the edge to the Astros here. But you're totally right. Like, no one's going to fault you for backing a Phillies team that is very much live in this series. Steve, I agree with everything you just said in terms of the breakdown of the Astros, and you're spot on. But the one thing I would argue with, and I tend to agree with you, I was not pro-Philadelphia at all in this postseason. I thought the Padres, I thought the Guardians, they were all yeah. much more alive than the, the Phillies were. But you know, for me, the one thing, guys, that really stands out, this is baseball. Four out of seven. Mm-hmm. It's just like if we took a Thursday to Sunday regular series in the middle of May, you would never think twice if Philadelphia went into Houston and won three out of four games. And so right. that, that's why I think they're alive right now. How do you feel about them going with Nola in game one instead of Wheeler? I love this decision because if you do win game one, Verlander hasn't been great, and you come back with Wheeler in game two, or if you come up short, you got wheels in game th- in two. No, I, I did like the decision here. I mean, to be fair, Wheeler's been the better starter right. of the playoffs. But we're like really splitting hairs when you get yeah. to that notion who's been better. Uh, but here's the thing that I do like, too, because game three, I think, is where it really gets dicey for the Phillies. They're probably going to be running out Ranger Suarez, and that is not going to be a good spot for Ranger Suarez because the Astros absolutely crush left-handed pitching. They've been doing that all season long. So if they're able to somehow steal the first two games of this series, then they can afford to lose game three. Like, of course, you never want to lose these games, but if there's a spot potentially that you could lose, it would be a game three if you can steal those first two games. But just like you said here, if they're not able to win this one here, and obviously the odds have the the Astros are pretty heavy favorites, minus 165 on, on the money line there, then you have their best shot to win that game and even out this series with Zach Wheeler. So giving him that little extra rest because we know he's been hurt all season long. Nola's been a little bit better on the road than he has been at home. So I like how they really set this up here because then later in the series, you're getting Wheeler potentially in that game six or game seven, however this ends up playing out. So I think the Phillies did it right by starting Nola first, then going to Zach Wheeler because really if this series goes deep which I does think it's going to do you're putting Wheeler in the best potential spot for him to pitch that second game whether it's to keep the series going or potentially clinch it. Steve Buchanan with us here on VEASAN Big Bets of course Steve of DraftKings you see him on MLB Network he's hosting right now uh, while Julian Edlow is out uh, hosting the uh, Unreasonable Odds podcast as well with DraftKings Uh, Steve just uh, looking at the MVP market real quick I bet Reese Hoskins at twenty to one at a, at a different shop at DK right now. He's eighteen to one. Uh, just the guy at the top of the order had a great NLCS. If it wasn't for Harper going off, he probably would have been the NLCS MVP. Harper currently your favorite at plus five fifty. Jordan Alvarez at plus six fifty. Everyone else is double digits. Is there anything in this market you would look to bet? Yeah, this is a this is a really tough market, honestly, because when you know you can kind of get these guys that are a bit of a long shot and go, okay, I feel pretty good about this player, but it's really hard to kind of figure out where that long shot is. Like I look at Verlander, right? Because again, I said that I like the Astros to win this one. So Verlander's pitching game one. I kind of like the series to go deep. So I'm thinking that Verlander is going to at least get two games in this one. If he gets two wins in this series, and it's one of them is potentially a clincher. 10 to 1 odds with him getting potentially two wins, that might be hard to overcome, right? Like that might be enough to win the MVP. But then really when it gets after that, if you're not taking one of the two favorites, like where do you kind of go from here? If you like the Phillies to win and you don't want to go with Harper, I think Kyle Schwarber is one of those interesting guys you can look at at 13 to 1 because with the thing with Harper, excuse me, with Schwarber, he's not a classic leadoff guy, right? Like you're not putting Kyle Schwarber up there and go, all right, draw a walk not going to do that. He's not that guy, right? But he is that guy that can mash. And that's the thing that we saw during that Padres series. He's either red hot or he's ice cold. If he started to heat up like he did in that Padres series, I think he was six for 15. Three of those six hits he had was for home runs. If he starts going on one of those home run tears, he gets those extra bats hitting in the leadoff spot. That's a nice value at 13 to one. But I think what really makes this difficult for the MVP, even if you like the Phillies to win, is that the Astros don't strike out at all. So I don't think really any of these starters are going to blow you away with any of those stats. And that's where it kind of gets dicey for the starters to win the MVP. So if the Phillies do win, 
I would not be surprised if it's one of those offensive plays like a Harper or Schwarber as kind of one of those longer shots. Steve, want to switch gears a little bit, go to the National Football League. Anything jumping out at you this weekend? Yeah, there's actually a few games that I, I, I like this week. One of my favorites is, is the Titans at minus two going up against the Texans. I, I, I don't understand why this is only minus two. I mean, when you get a spread of three or less, you're usually taking the better team here. I think it's pretty clear that the Titans are the much better team going up against the Texans, and they can't stop the run at all. Like, the, the Texans are allowing an average of over five yards per carries to opposing backs. That's before they're even seeing Derrick Henry. And we've seen what Derrick Henry has done to this team over the last three games, over 200 rushing yards in each of those games. I think it's eight total rushing touchdowns in those two as well. So it's like, if they can't stop Henry, how are they even going to come close in this game? And I know the Titans have a really bad secondary, but I mean, come on, we're talking about a Davis Mill run <laughs> offense. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too concerned about that. So I look at that that line, and I'm just like, I don't see it. I don't know how the Titans aren't bigger favorites here, but I'm not going to complain. I'll take the two and a half and be happy with that. So that's probably my favorite bet on the board uh, that we have right now. Steve, no concern that uh, Ryan Tannehill is questionable right now with that ankle. You might. I agree with you, too. Uh, if Tannehill's in, it's it's no question. Uh, but the potential of Malik Willis is a little bit frightening to me. But but truly, I'm okay with that because if that means Willis is in, then they're going to want to run it even more. Mm -hmm. And that's really where you're going to gouge the Texans' defense. So if anything, if Malik is even in, Fine, I'll take that because that, that means they're giving the ball to Henry Moore. Then I have no I have no worries about that at all. So I, I like it with or without Tannehill. So I think that's just fine because truly I think Henry's going to absolutely gouge this run defense. I, I do agree with you there. I, I just don't understand why Tennessee's getting no respect. And to me, I feel like sometimes guys, the odds makers kind of are setting their ways about certain teams, and I think they yep. see Tennessee from a negative light. I didn't understand there were two and a half point favorites against the at home against the Colts. Has anyone watched Matt Ryan play? Exactly. And you know what it is? I, and I feel like this has kind of been the perception. They came out of the gates in the first two games. They looked horrible. Yep. They were so bad yep. in the first two weeks. And I think we haven't like washed away that perception. And Tennessee is still viewed as a bad team. Are they what they are were last year? Absolutely not. But they're more than comparable not only in that division, but particularly in this matchup here against the Texans. So I, I, I'm with you. I think that perception just hasn't gone away yet, and, and we'll use that to our benefit and take them at minus two and a half this week. Coaching matters so much in this league, and yeah. Mike Vrabel is a good no coach, and we've seen, again, you lose 41-7. The season can go off the rails pretty quickly. Four in a <laughs> row since that 41-7 beat down at the hands of the Bills in week two. He's Stu Buchanan. Get him on the tweets at sbuchanan24. Find his great work across the DraftKings platforms. Steve, always a pleasure. Thanks for being with us today. Appreciate it, guys. No problem. Thank you. We're going back to college football next to Mall because we'll go to Morgantown. That's where my best bet of the week is. We'll go to Lexington. That's where your best bet of the week is. We'll discuss them next on Visa Big Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Basketball season tipped off last week, and so did all the basketball promotions on the Bed Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bed Rivers is the place to go for the latest odds, lines, and unique promotions like our weekly same game parlays. Place three or more same-game parlays each week to receive a free $10 basketball free bet during October and November. Go to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today. It's a whole new game with BetRivers. It's Vista and Big Bets. I'm Jeff Parles. Mal Shaw. Kelly Bidlin, who is apparently betting the association on a daily basis. All right, yeah, Mal. Well, look, there's been some pretty good spots already. A couple of unders that I liked with uh, teams that had given up a ton of points. Uh, Denver gives up 135 to Portland. They come back against the Lakers, give up 99. Uh, Brooklyn gave up a ton of points in the game against Memphis, gave up 50% from the floor, 47% from the three-point line. They lose the game against Milwaukee, but that game stayed under by a ton of points as well. How much of the Denver under was just that the Lakers are bad? (laughs) No, for me, I'm a big fan of teams – that give up a ton of points. And then coming back. The coming back. Day. The easiest thing to be able to change is your defensive effort. And you saw that. They give up 44 points in the third quarter to Portland. Uh, came back with a much better, much more spirited effort. By the way, I got to tell you, this dumpster fire that is the Lakers, mm-hmm. I did not think I would have such an affinity for the NBA again. I absolutely love this. <laughs> I, I mean, I literally go on YouTube. I watch the videos ripping Russ, complaining. I just Here's my question. If the Lakers trend in this direction, A, when does Palenka get fired? Because I don't even actually think it's completely his fault. The other thing is, when does LeBron sit there and say, I've got an injury and I'm going to just sit out the rest of the season? Uh, The Palenka one, I don't know. I don't know if that's happening anytime soon. The LeBron one, I could see any day now. (laughs) Uh, That's what it feels like. You're right. I mean, like, kind of, what's the point, right? Like, what is I? This team's a disaster. And the problem is how did you not know this heading into it, right? Like, we all kind of said this. We didn't know how it was going to work. Um, by the way, news on this, Westbrook will be coming off the bench tonight for the Lakers uh, in their game against Minnesota. So, you'll see that uh, finally in action tonight, Russ leading that second unit. Timberwolves, by the way, six-and-a-half-point favorites tonight against the Lakers with a total of 230-and-a-half tonight. Uh, again, the T-Wolves uh, – yeah, off to an off to an okay start in this in this new era where we have to look at the Minnesota Timberwolves as a legitimate playoff contender uh, after the trade this offseason uh, for Rudy Gobert to add to a playoff team from a year ago. All right, Amal, let's uh, enough of basketball for yep. right now. We'll, we'll get back a little bit later because we'll have Nick Whalen on with us in 15 minutes' time. But let's get back to college football here. I, let's start in Morgantown first. TCU undefeated on the road. At West Virginia, West Virginia was just utterly and completely embarrassed last week on the road in Lubbock. Totally embarrassed, uh, 48-10 to 10 against Texas Tech, who, by the way, Texas Tech at home, really good football team. Texas Tech outside of Lubbock, not so much. So keep that in mind if you're betting Texas Tech games uh, moving forward. Uh, I'm all undefeated TCU's a 7.5-point favorite. 68 is the total. No shock that total is high. I don't care that West Virginia got run out of the building last week. West Virginia playing at home is a completely different team than them playing on the road. The only home loss they had this year was against Kansas, where we didn't know that Kansas was actually half decent this year going into that week two game in Morgantown. But they... they That was an overtime loss. That was an overtime loss. Even though it ended up being 13, it was really a one-score game. They beat Baylor a few weeks ago at home, put up 43. Yep. I think West Virginia could be able to move the ball on TCU in this game. I tend to agree with you. Look, TCU's offense is terrific. I still have some questions about their defense. Uh, lane seven and a half on the road seems like a big number to me. I think TCU's been good enough. I don't know if you know you'd sit there and look at them as an elite team. And I, I agree. The Mounties at home in Morgantown are a completely different team. 
Country roads, take me home plus seven and a half here, baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm on seven and a half. Uh, there was some eight earlier in the week. Uh, just not how I bet. I don't bet early in the week. Let the market mature a little bit. But seven and a half on West Virginia, I still think is pretty good. And, and look, for, for TCU too, at some point, TCU is going to get beat. Now, I'm not saying they're going to get beat this week. Yeah. But – they still have to go to Austin. They still have to go to Waco. And I know both of those teams have disappointed in Texas and Baylor. And they're not going undefeated through the regular season at 12 and OTCU. One of these road games are slipping up a moment. Yeah, I, I can't really argue with that. I mean, I, I just think that they're going to find a hiccup along the way. I think the Big 12 is a very competitive league. I can make the argument probably as competitive a league from top to bottom as any league in college football. Um, you know, you got what West Virginia, Oklahoma, Iowa State at the bottom of the league. Iowa State's lost three games in a row. In Iowa tight, State is a really good defense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tight competitive games. If Xavier Hutchinson makes the catch, they might have beaten Texas. So, yeah. um, I, I tend to agree with you. It's not going to be an easy task for them here. Let's keep it in the Big Twelve real quick. Oklahoma State at Kansas State. Uh, Oklahoma State opened the favorite, now an underdog in this game. K-State, one-and-a-half-point favorites in Manhattan, a total of 56 of them all. This is one of the two tough games for me in the league this week, uh, the other one being Oklahoma and Ames. Uh, but, mm -hmm. uh, Jeff, I think it's a tough spot here in this game for Oklahoma State going on the road. I still like the Pokes to win the league, and I think they eke out a win because I think Kansas State is good but not necessarily always good enough. But in Manhattan, it's always tough going in there. We've seen Oklahoma go in there get tripped up last year. I don't think it's an easy place to play. This is a game I'll stay away from. I think this would be a good in-game betting opportunity. I like Oak State. I think they are the better football team. Of course, injuries last week really befell K-State yeah. against TCU. Uh, under, they were on uh, Jake Rubley by the end of the game last week. Their third quarterback with Martinez going down and then Howard going down in-game. Uh, but I, I just think Oklahoma State's the better football team. And, and as always, with Oklahoma State, if Spencer Sanders is not turning the ball over, yeah. Oklahoma State is a really good team. They just got beat by TCU. It was a great job by TCU to come back and win that game. Uh, but I, even in a not the best of spot for the Pokes, uh, I like OK, uh, OK State here. Uh, to beat K-State, so that's Oklahoma State on the road, one-and-a-half-point underdog there at all. This is an important game for Oakey Light. If they can win this game, they got a great shot to get to the Big 12 title game because I think they're going to handle Boomer sooner, and I think that game is – Bedlam is in Stillwater, um, and I think they'll be able to run the table. And I like them in a rematch against TCU. I thought they were the better team in that game, but give the Frogs credit. They come from behind, win the game in overtime, but that was an Amon Carter. This one will be at Jerry World, and I would go with the Cowboys. Go. Let's go to your game here, Amal. Let's go to the game that you have a you actually have a play on. Yeah. Kentucky's on the road at Neyland. Mm -hmm. Of course, the last time we saw Tennessee against a real opponent at Neyland, I'm not counting last week. I think that's acceptable. Right. <laughs> um, they're still scoring against Tennessee Martin, by the way. Uh, Kentucky on the road, open a 13-point underdog, bet down to 12. 61 is the total. Now, Amal... Let's take out that South Carolina game for Kentucky because Levis was hurt. South Carolina is well-coached enough to take advantage of that, and they sure did in a 24-14 win in Lexington. When Levis came back against Mississippi State, Kentucky looked totally revitalized, winning that game comfortably by 10 against a good Mississippi State team. I thought Kentucky was going to finish second in the SECs going into the year. Obviously, I did too. obviously, that's not going to happen now. But Kentucky is well-coached enough and has a good enough defense that I, I'm kind of in the same thinking that you are, that Kentucky can stay in this game. Look, I think they got a great shot. I don't think they win the game, but to cover the number. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, to me, is arguably, I know Gibbs has been tremendous for Alabama, but he's got talent around him as well. Rodriguez is the best after contact running back in the SEC, and it's not really even that close. Um, Levis has got to play well. This is a team that probably should have beaten Ole Miss down in Oxford earlier this year, came up a little bit short in that game. 12 points is a big number here. Tennessee won 45-42 last year, Jeff. I feel like this is an opportunity for Kentucky with the points, and people may not be aware in this if you're not from that part of the country. These two schools are three hours apart down, up and down Interstate 75. Mm -hmm. This is a huge, huge rivalry. And even when Kentucky hasn't been good, they've competed with Tennessee. And I think you're going to see that here. 12 is just kind of like a dead number there in the middle. But I like Tennessee here catching this number. I think their game plan is going to be feed Rodriguez, 
allow uh, Will Levis to make some plays when he's got an opportunity, keep the Tennessee offense off the field, you are going to see, if Tennessee can't stop the run, you're going to see five, six, seven-minute possible drives by t- Kentucky. You know, you know. the other thing is, too, total 61, mm-hmm. which, of course, is high because we know Tennessee's offense is awesome. If Kentucky, this, this is one of those where if Kentucky covers, this game's going under. If if Kentucky doesn't cover, I think this probably is an over game of all. I tend to agree with you, especially if Tennessee covers, but I would argue this. I think Kentucky's capable of running the ball and putting up points mm-hmm. because here's, here's how I would look at it. If, let's say, Tennessee scores their 40. Right. Kentucky's got to get to, you know, mathematically for the cover, 28 points. Which that's I think, an over. Yeah, which I think is very they're capable of doing. So that's why I'm not necessarily completely on board with the correlated play here, but normally I would agree with you when you look at this t- style that Kentucky wants to employ compared to what Tennessee does. Let's go to our VEASAN pro tip of the hour, and it's uh, what we talked about a little bit with Steve Buchanan. Don't let Ryan Tannehill's status sway your thinking too much on the ten- Texans and Titans game. Houston's run defense ranks last in the league and expect to see a lot of Derrick Henry in that one. That's our pro tip of the hour. Do one every hour, every hour across the entire network. Every show. That means there's 20 of them a day available for pro subscribers only at vcin.com. Nick Whalen talking hoops and football next here on Visa Big Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote we are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.